For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to bleed and racist was on the 9th of June. 1862 Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 116. I'm your host, Greg Troxel, and we have a crazy pod for you because we could be, by the time you're listening to this even, the richest club in the world. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen, but we could be. Uh, to, to spell everything I just said, I bring you the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. The richest co-host in the land. Whoa. That, that's not true at all. Please. Now I don't have money to give. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a time. Excited for another news episode in our new format, which, you know, is going to be a somewhat normal week because I, I, I'm not really expecting a lot of, uh, emergency pods and, and breaking news this week. I think it's going to be a, a slow simmer to, to close out the January window. Um, but yeah, Greg, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to be here. Pumped to have that's people good. follow me on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsom. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. Um, well, we have we. There's a big elephant in this room. Actually, a big zebra. Well, wait. There's all. Do do we tell people how to follow us on Twitter? I don't know if we did that. I feel like we didn't. Um, at chn underscore radio. Yeah, that's is... a good one. That's where you should go, and at coming home menu FC. That's the main. That's that's where the bread and butter needs. Hey, to be. well, n- time out. Those two. Time those out. Are the gateway drugs to us. Oh, that is true. But uh, shout out to at and underscore radio, especially Greg, who had a fire tweet today about the zebra in the room that we're about to talk about. Oh but yeah, go go check out his tweet. Give it a like and a retweet because it is hilarious. If you haven't done, so we already. actually yeah we broke uh, us at CHN Radio. Yes, yeah. me and you, Elijah. We broke news that a, a prince uh, is actually interested in, in pretty deep discussions to buy Newcastle. Oh yeah. So we wanted to be the first ones to break that news. Uh, he's the prince of Zamunda. So check out the tweet; you'll get more information there. Yeah. Um, pretty big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's 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 dive right in now. Let's get into this tape, takeover rumors. Uh, the first, I guess, well, how we'll start this is just like recapping every where who's involved and yeah. all this, all the craziness that's been going with it. Uh, we'll give you a full breakdown, our thoughts, and er- everything. Um, so, this is part nine hundred and six of Newcastle takeovers, but. Chris Mort, 
is part of this negotiation negotiating team, for, uh, along with Amanda Staveley. Um, and apparently, Mike Ashley has returned to the to the UK. He was on another vacation, but the Wall Street Journal originally posted this out saying that uh, the richest man in the world wants to buy Newcastle United, along with the oh, who what are the brothers? The Rubin brothers. Yes, the Rubin brothers, who are worth like billions of dollars. Wait, and Greg, and- <laughs> real quick, someone was like. Like some, the, the this was my all time favorite take on this rumor was someone commented on I think it was Mark Douglas or someone uh, their tweet about this and they're like well don't you think it's weird Mark like this takeover can't be true because that's a that's an Islamic fellow working with two Jewish fellows like that can't be happening and I was like <laughs> <laughs> what an all time take that is and then someone yeah. swiftly corrected him and was like just so you know Israel and Saudi Arabia are in bed with United States together so. I'm yeah. sure that it's not a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not good. But so it's it's Chris Mort and Amanda Staveley. Uh, and if you remember her, that was from the PCP Capital bid that was unsuccessful in 2018, 2017. Yeah. But apparently she's now the figurehead of a consortium which features Saudi Arabia's so- Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is literally like – people in Saudi Arabia pay taxes to this. <laughs> it's like this if America a, was just like, we're going to, we're going to buy, we're just going to buy, buy Manchester United. <laughs> or, well, yeah, Newcastle, I guess. So it's understood that Mort is a, is a partner at Freshfield's Brookhouse Derringer, which is a law company. And he has been leading the negotiations with Ashley's associates which includes Justin Barnes, which we've heard he's like his right hand man. When it we've comes heard to his stuff. name six times. Yep, <laughs> and then um, he is with David and Simon Rubin, and all the Saudis. Like every so wait, and oh, one of the Rubin brothers' later. sons as well oh is in this. Gosh, oh my gosh, uh, it's a very large. The group. Rubin brothers make up twenty percent of the consortium. Also, it's called Project Zebra. Zebra. The Rubens are worth $18.6 billion. The other 80% is Saudi's Public Investment Fund, PIF, which is chaired by Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who's the count, crown prince of Saudi Arabia, has definitely had a checkered human rights history. We'll get into that. And it's, in thought, it's thought that the involvement by the Saudis is likely to be welcome in government circles, given the Conservative Party's commitment to investing in the North following their recent general election win. That's from The Athletic. That's a direct source. Uh, the Athletic was also told that initial talks between Stavely and Ashley's inner surgical sweats for this particular bid stretched back to even before Rafa Benitez left. Um, it's not known whether the leaking of this information by the Wall Street Journal will like hinder anything. That's still up in the air, but... Um, the last bit of information I guess I'll, I'll leave is as part of the bid, they are willing to set or, or what's reported initially was that they're willing to set aside $200 million to improve the club or sorry, $200 million for infrastructure of the club and a hundred million dollars for new players in the first two transfer windows windows. So Elijah, I will start with 
you and just like get your thoughts on everything I just word vomited on oh. this podcast, and then we'll uh, we'll go a little we'll dig a little deeper. Do you want to do you want to do my thoughts after we get the Pete Graves update? Would that make more sense for you? Uh, I mean, I yeah, guess so. Not? I mean, it, it, if we're gonna just do the news dump all at the same time. Yeah, sense. let's do it. So yeah. today was uh, sorry when we're recording this was Tuesday. Uh, Pete Grave released a video on his Instagram that at night. Getting what's that? It was at night, like UK. Yeah, time. It at was, night, like, late time, British time. Yeah, uh, he released a video, and we are going to play the video. We have it right now. So you're not going to watch it because that'd be weird. Like it's it's yeah. an audio. Well, you of could, the video. but we're also, we're going to play the audio. Yeah. And that's going to give you a lot more information of where things stand. So listen to this by Pete Graves from Sky Sports, and then we will uh, dive in from there. Hello, everybody. Here's my video, as promised. Apologies for the delay. Uh, hopefully it helps. This is what I know about the takeover. This is the latest. Um, if it helps, great. If it doesn't, you can give me some abuse. You'll do that anyway. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm used to it. Firstly, people asking me, does this consortium exist with Amanda Staveley? Is she really back with the Rubin brothers and this Saudi Arabian sovereign wealth fund? Yes. They have been in talks to buy Newcastle United. It's hugely exciting, I guess, if you want to take over and you're a Newcastle fan, because these guys have very deep pockets. Um, they've been interested in the club for a year. They tried to buy Manchester United, made a huge bid for Manchester United. That was rejected, and then they were alerted to Newcastle United as a far cheaper option, but the potential there to grow them into a major European force, and that's what got them interested in the first place. Amanda Stavely, as we know, had a failed bid for the club last time out. She didn't have the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Fund behind her that time, told that any chance of her not getting to the asking price this time, well, it, it's not going to happen. She's able, with this group, now to get to the full £340 million. Um, remember the Bin Zayed group from Dubai? They couldn't buy the club because they were asked to put down a significant deposit. They weren't able to do that, so it all fell flat. I'm told that this group have no issue paying any deposit, uh, and they'll in fact pay the full three hundred and forty million pounds, no problems whatsoever. I'm told that Mike Ashley does want to sell the club significantly. He's got his lawyers still working on it all the time. I'm told that these guys are ready to buy the club, um, but of course the leaks came out of the weekend. I'm told that all parties were upset about that. Nobody wanted it to come out, but hey, it did. It was in the Wall Street Journal, and we are here, back here where we have been before. So what do we do next? Well, the answer is we all have to wait, I'm afraid, and be patient. The next few hours and days are absolutely critical. As soon as any breakthrough, either way, whether it falls flat on his face or whether it goes through, it will be on Sky Sports News, of course, straight away. Hope this helps a little bit. Okay, Elijah, break it down. I think the the key thing here, and it's this was a classic just case of, like, reporting just needs to be better all around like this was the weekend of reporting has to improve um between just what happened in the states and then just like this whole fiasco because for a while there like i i actually had literally lost hope in this even happening at all uh because of just how many different sources were getting involved um i mean there was stuff from Mike Ashley is angered by this. Mike Ashley wants a 10% stake in the club. Um, Rafa Benitez is the number one target of this prince. Like, there was just so much just random stuff from random individuals that was coming out. And it was like everyone knew it's a big story and they had to get their paws on it. And I like what Pete Graves' video, that gave me a, a sense of assurance. Because, one, Pete Graves and Sky, I, I, I trust them more than I trust, you know, the sun. Or, or just like... I don't know the 
some random newspaper that I really hadn't heard of before they had something to say about Newcastle, um, where he's saying basically, you know, both parties are upset about the leak, but they're trying to work, you know, towards making this deal a possibility. And, you know, it's my, my only kind of real big thought that's like not something we've already said is just it. This was brought up multiple times. Um, this is this is the put up or shut up moment for Mike Ashley, where you say the club's for sale, you don't sell the club for X Y Z, and then you come out, you have your interview, you're like it's still for sale, it's still for sale, blah blah. Don't sell the club when someone else is interested. And to his credit, there have like the other the other uh, the other interested parties, there there was like a legitimate issue with them providing the fact that like the proof that they could bring the club forward. You know, whether it was Stavely, who was still working on gathering investors, where it was Kenyon, who had his uh, a, a really poorly put together, uh, like, um, investment, uh, like, guide put out. Like, it's just, you did, they didn't have the money. Um, the Ben Zayed group, they couldn't afford the down payment. Like, there was there was reasons to say no, but here, there there's not a reason to say no. This guy can meet your asking price and more, and it doesn't seem like money is an issue at all. Um and so I, I that would be if 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 Mike Ashley doesn't say yes in the situation and and then blames it again on financial issues, it's just going to be hard to believe that he wants to sell the club in general. Yeah, it does come down to that, in my opinion. It it comes down to does he want to get this deal done? Now, I don't think that anybody would want to turn down this type of money, but at the same time, like. This is an extremely proven to be an extremely unpredictable owner that we have. Yeah. And look, like, there's accounts of this ownership group in three clubs that I know of for sure. And that's Manchester, Sydney. Uh, why did I say Manchester, Sydney? Yep. That was weird. Manchester City and PSG that are in a similar situation where they're like owned by a country, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Uh, so, like, the amount of wealth that Mike Ashley could attribute from this deal is insane because he even complained in the past. He's like, you act like I just have all this money. It's in stocks. It's not liquid money. Well, it's about to turn liquid. Yeah. So you're about to have all this money. So all you have to do is just sign this line. Another thing that was negotiated to kind of add to the fact that Mike Ashley could maybe do this is there's been a, a, a reported agreement there, there's been a lot of stuff thrown out there so yeah I, we're not saying anything is true or not we're just reporting what we're seeing what we've been told those things and and for the record i'd say our trusted sources i would say pete graves is a solid source the athletic solid source i'll i mean Daily Mail, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with those guys. And I, I'd sh- throw the Chronicle shout because they've just done the best at compiling all the data and have kind of let people decide for themselves. So if you want to see every possible rumor, the Chronicle's kind of been logging it all on their site. So just shout out to them because I did not want to do that, which is why we don't have a piece up on it because it's it was literally just way too much coming out at the same time. But Greg, please continue. Yeah. So there's a there was a report that there was a agree, an agreement that Sports Direct would still be advertised at St James's Park for the next six seasons, which is another thing. You're not losing any of that advertisement. I yeah. don't I don't know why you'd still want to advertise in Newcastle when we've literally protested outside your stores. But 
still you have that advertisement and it's there for the the world to see also so, yeah and at, uh, within the next six years you would imagine just with a lot of investment that newcastle would reach an international stage of, of some some sort whether it's europa league or just um infrastructure improvements allow for st james to be a, a viable option to host matches whether it's international tournaments or um just you know matches in general england NFL, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't know. It, it's a good deal, and I mean, I, I actually don't doubt that's true because, like, even though Mike Ashley owns Sports Direct and also Newcastle, the the contracts you can't just break contracts when there's a new ownership group. That's not how advertising works or any contract works in general. Like, yeah, you, you still have so to you, have those. You have to honor the contracts that the people have signed. So you may have unintentionally did this, but this is a great segue okay. because it is assumed that Newcastle will be playing in bigger matches. But there's a little issue. There's a but. There's a but. According to Amnesty International, mm. there's a big case of sports whitewashing here. It's it's not a secret <laughs> to people around the world that it's not sports whitewashing. Sports washing. Sports wow. whitewashing would be like if, if yeah, this yeah. group My came bad. in and was like, we're forcing everyone to play bocce ball. Yeah, yeah, that's. Or curling. That that's was sports just, whitewashing. I just misspoke there. I know. Uh, it's so just funny. What Amnesty International is saying is that it's sports washing. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's essentially covering up what kind of Qatar is doing. It's covering up human rights issues by the glamour. And the love for sport, investing in that and making that a big thing. And that's yeah. essentially what Amnesty International is saying that the Saudi Arabians would be doing here is covering up massive human rights issues to buy a club and make it the biggest in the world. So there's been a lot of talk about this. There's a lot of things coming out about this too, which is still unverified. The only difference between this and the takeover rumors is these are actual organizations organization saying this about like actual amnesty international saying this but the premier league is even in a battle with saudi arabia because there's a company that's completely funded by saudi arabia's state-run media company that pirates a lot of premier league content or all of premier league content and the premier league's been trying to shut them down but the saudi arabians are refusing to take any action so the Premier League is even rumored to say that they won't show Newcastle United matches, which I want you to get into this, Elijah, but I'll say that I'd be very surprised if the Premier League was like, yeah, let's turn down the richest club in the world. Let's not show the richest club in the world's matches. I doubt the money-hungry Premier League would avoid that. But Elijah, let's switch to that side of things, uh, the human rights issues, the I guess the morality of success over human rights <laughs> i guess is i mean it's a legit conversation to have we're gonna, we're gonna try to keep it light but we have to get somewhat political just i mean it's it's the news right now so yeah what's your talk what's your take um on on the the we'll start with the lighter issue the premier league tv thing i i'm, I'm with you it i think if we get to this stage i think the premier league will be like hey you can't own a club until you address this issue or sign some sort of TV deal with us, like, you know, just don't, because, I mean, they're essentially, there was no reason for them to 
to really engage with the Premier League if they don't have any interest. Like if there's no if they don't own a team in the Premier League, like why would they care that they're losing the Premier League money? But you know, essentially by reinvesting by by investing in a team in the Premier League, it's like anything that kind of hurts the Premier League revenue wise also hurts your revenue. So I think that that won't even be an issue. Um, I think yes, initially there'll probably be some pushback, but I think they they recognize, you know, paying the Premier League three hundred million dollars is, is not gonna be a huge deal um for your broadcasting rights or whatever. It, that's not what we're even gonna talk about. But the moral dilemma with Saudi Arabia and sports watching in general, which um it's interesting because sports it's it's a very limited um it's very limited a window of criticism when sport washing occurs um i don't think anyone talks about man city or psg's owners at all anymore um and uh with with qatar uh there was a lot of you know talk in the beginning but as we're getting closer and closer to that world cup even and there's been tons of deaths during due to just insane hours building these building these stadiums, I mean, it's still not being talked about. Um, Russia is another perfect example of this, where Russia was probably one of, is literally, I'd say, probably the worst climate for football in Europe right now, in terms of just, there's a lot of racial incidents that occur there. I mean, they literally have their supporters groups just meet up in the woods and fight each other uh, because it's fun, I guess. Um, so they like they, the footballing culture there is awful, and there's obviously their own human rights issue. Not only that, but like their issues with you know in their integrity within sport themselves, and literally during the World Cup, like all that was just no one cared that no one cared to the point where no one even noticed that Russia cheated during the World Cup. <laughs> um, so uh, so it's 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 an interesting conundrum that like Newcastle fans find themselves then because it's at one point there's the initial guilt of having to really be owned by a guy who has, you know, murdered a journalist for speaking out against him and uh, has a ton of political prisoners. Um, And my stance has always been that like, there is no, there is no like morally sound entity on earth right now. You could look at every single country you can look at every single individual, and there is something that you can find that's wrong with them. Are they to the degree of of killing an innocent journalist? Probably not. But I, I think that you could find you could you if you go the moral route, you're going to be thoroughly disappointed with whoever buys your club. Um, so there's that. Um, but I don't know, Greg. It's it's interesting. Uh, and I guess my thoughts. Mark Douglas kind of said what I said more articulately. Articulate. I can't speak. He says definitely more. Yeah, whatever that word is. Yeah. Um. He says <laughs> I, someone asked him uh, on a tweet. Um. You know about essentially. Uh. You know deeply. Un- they were saying they were deeply unsettled about being the smiling face of the Saudi regime. Even if their billions got us to Man City levels, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't buy into it. Getting our club back, really. And Mark Douglas says, I see where you're coming from, and I'll share those reservations. But when the UK government deal with them in there are so many ethical questions over football owners, backers, sponsors, which is another big thing is everyone hates the Chinese bet companies, but they dominate the Premier League in terms of sponsorships. Can you blame the fans for saying, why should we be the only ones with a conscience? And that's a a really solid and well-put point. It's like, with all of the corruption in football, like 
if you don't even you don't even have to talk about you know on a country level not even like the UK's relationship with Saudi Arabia or the America's relationship with Saudi Arabia or Israel's relationship with Saudi Arabia just looking at football as a whole in the UK all over the world like it's just corrupt in general and it, you'll be hard pressed to find a lot of clubs doing it the right way so it, it's it is interesting um and I honestly I don't really know how I feel yet I haven't really decided how I feel yet um I kind of think everyone is very corrupt so I kind of don't care <laughs> it's kind of bad to say out loud but no I'm I'm with you I mean it's it's a tough thing to tackle but <laughs> I I was saying earlier like earlier like months ago maybe even a year ago when we before like into this podcast that we should we should all get a hold of Jeff Bezos and get the deal done like half be the owner of the club if you think Jeff Bezos is ethical well I have some bad news like there's a lot of issues with Amazon and how they treat people and like it's I, I don't know unfortunately this is maybe the world we live in but I can't name many rich people that were ethical unfortunately I think the only person I can think of is the Lester City owner who, who died like I feel like that was like the only pure owner in football yeah, I feel like I'd never heard anything. I only heard positive things about that guy. I, I did, yeah, I don't know anything about him, but <laughs> I, I just know that incident, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's tough, and that's not like I know you, you could easily come to a collusion. Well, like that still doesn't make it okay. Yeah, I get I get that, but right now, I would love for Newcastle just to like win a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It it does. It sounds really bad to say out loud. Wow, it does. But here I am saying it out loud. You it's, have me on record now. The 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 name of this article accompanying this episode is going to be CHN Reddit Radio episode one sixteen. Greg's moral dilemma. <laughs> yes. No, I mean it's it's weird. There there's no. It's I don't know. It's it's very tough. And I I mean I personally like I don't know. I think that there's some stuff in America and in a lot of Western companies that is far worse than, um, I mean, than some of the stuff that the Saudi Arabian people have done that's been making the news. Um, and it's just like not talked about. And I think like, I'm ashamed of that. And I don't, I don't know if, if America bought a team, I don't know if it like, I don't know if people would say the same things, you know, like, I don't know if people would be like, Oh, I mean, do you really want to be the, the the face of you know the face of america like in all this i feel like that just wouldn't happen with uh, with other western countries like if the uk bought a team or france bought a team and it's not in the case of like national teams or anything like no one cares um but you know once it's saudi arabia people are quick to point out their human rights violation without acknowledging their own country's faults so it's it's a it's a weird conundrum to say the least that's the yes it is now the the other thing to take into consideration is is this real or not? That's that's something else that we should talk about. Yeah, a um, lot of a, a lot of the other rumors. Guess what time they came around? Right around now. And the important date is this: it's January thirty first, which is the season ticket deadline. You could argue, and there's evidence to support the fact that these rumors popped up. Season ticket numbers rose. January 31st came by, shortly after, no deal. Mm. 
do you think that we're just a mouse running on that same wheel again, just doing the same thing over and over? I mean, I you know, it's one of those where um, I've heard a lot about just like, you know, people are like, hey, if you think this is the Keith Bishop PR play, it's just not. And I, I kind of agree with that at this point. Um, I don't know if, if, if I, I mean, I think it still comes down to Ashley. Like it could be a Mike Ashley run PR thing where he's the source of he's the the leak and um and he's purposely doing this to drive up interest and you know even if he is serious about selling the team I mean, it's a good idea to leak things now um right before renewals in case the deal doesn't get done and you have to you you know make sure that your savings full um but I do think that like you know I I think that interest is real um and it's it's kind of hard to to find a reason why this group wouldn't want to do. I mean, they tried to buy Manchester United. They've shown they want to be in you know in investment in the north or in the west. Really, if you call it like in Western civilization, they've shown they want the investment and that they have the funds to do it. And out of all of the people that have linked to us now, this is the one group that it's like okay. The money is there. I mean, I think Pallada is probably the only other person that's like, okay, yes, the money is there, but he still needs to sell Roma before he even thinks about buying another team, and that's up on the that's on the fence as well. Um, so I don't know. I think the interest is genuine. I still think it's it, it's up to Mike Ashley at this point, and the I think the frustrating thing is if this doesn't happen, will it will it be because? of Mike Ashley not wanting to sell the club or will it be, or will it be perceived as being because this is a PR play? And so I don't know. That's, that, that's kind of what I'm struggling with is, is deciphering what's real, what's fake. But I, I think right now I'm leaning towards, this is a legit interest. Um, I'm still just unsure of how interested Mike Ashley is in selling. Yeah. The one, the one big point for me right now is no one has said, and I'm pointing to you, Luke Edwards. No one has said this. This is not real. No, no one shot it down, which somebody has always done, and it's mainly been Luke. Um, yeah. And and Luke's been right, which we got to give him credit for. He was right about Steve Bruce too. Uh, I will admit here. Yeah. I've never been wrong still to this day, but he was right. Um, no, yeah, you weren't wrong. What? He was right. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, obviously. So that's that's the big difference. That's the one de- common denominator I'm finding is everybody's on the same page that this is a legit thing. So I think it's like we talked about in the beginning. This is coming down is 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 he going to sell? And that leads me to my final question, Elijah, on this topic. Do you think that by February 29th, 2020, will Mike Ashley? be the owner of Newcastle United. Wow. Um jeez. Mm, that's that's a tough question. I'm going to go with yes because I don't I don't know how swift. I don't I honestly have really no idea where they are in the process. And so if, you know, say this 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 is a thing and it's happening, I, I know there's still fit and proper tests and all that other crap that has to that has to occur, and I mean, I'm sure by the time this comes out, we'll find out more information, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't, there's nothing that right now that tells me Mike Ashley wants to sell. In fact, 
based on Mike Ashley's spending record this past year, all signs in my eyes are pointing to um, him wanting to hold on to the club a little bit longer. And, you know, all the stuff that he said that he wouldn't do, you know, all the excuses he used to use earlier. And and maybe this is just Mike Ashley realizing that in order to stay in the Premier League, you have to invest. And he wants to invest on his own terms, which, hey, that's great. And if that's the truth, then that's great. But, I mean, he said last year, um, well, two years ago, that, you know, he didn't believe in doing loan-to-buy deals, um, you know, when selling the club because he didn't want, you know, or he didn't want to do, like, you know, payments that were broken up because he he didn't want someone else to inherit that transfer business. And so he's doing, like, loan-to-buy deals, which are essentially kind of the same concept of, like, yeah, I'm going to get this guy in and there's an obligation to buy, but I don't really have to buy it if I'm going to sell the club. So it's like it's the same concept of if he were serious of selling, I don't know if he would be doing deals like he's doing now. And I don't know if he would have spent as much money as he did without being able to get a clear return, if that makes sense. like I don't know if he drops 40 million pounds, if that's the real number, if he's planning on selling the club. Like, I can understand 20 million pounds here or there, but 40 million pounds that, you know, doesn't really result in an FA Cup win trophy bonus or um, Joel Linton being flipped for 80 million pounds. Like, I, I don't I don't know. It just seems like he's making actual moves to improve the club, and I don't know if that really means he's interested in letting go of the club. Yeah. I'm going to side with you here and also say that he will still be here, but... That doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm just going with what I've seen before, and I have no indication. I we've I feel like we've gotten pretty strong takeover rumors before, and it didn't work out. So I'm just going based off of that. It doesn't mean that that won't change, but I'm just going to be play it the safe route for now. Okay. Anything else you want to say before we move on? Um, I mean, no, not really. I think. Oh, big thing here is. Um, I it, I do think Luke Edwards' silence here is interesting because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was him or Craig Hope, someone with the Daily Mail, I want to say, I don't uh, who had whoever had the Stavely interview um, that outlined, like, the full plan. I think the fact that Stavely's involved again kind of means that there's genuine interest because, uh, I mean, she outlined, like, she was very revealing about her last bid and, and all that kind of stuff, and you could tell that she really does want to be involved um, with football um, and take part and take stake. Um, so it, it's interesting that she's involved and that Luke Edwards hasn't denied, like you said, he hasn't denied um, the interest is there. So huh, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk about some other stuff going on in Newcastle United. We're going to do that right after this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Elijah, who's going to come to Newcastle United in the next three days? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> there is somebody I do want to talk about, okay. though. His name's Danny Rose. Oh, Apparently, that's looking better and better of happening. Okay. Uh, would you? Do, first question, I guess, is would you want that to happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, he's a on good, a loan deal. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, if 
if Jetro Willems is still here at the club and Paul Dummett's healthy. Maybe it's a, I don't know. I think Danny Rose is a better fullback, modern fullback than Paul Dummett is at the, at the moment. Um, but I mean, we we have no fullbacks, no left backs, so I, I don't see why we wouldn't make a move for a left back. Um, and it's you know being frozen out of the Tottenham first team isn't really a terrible thing. Um, it doesn't mean you're a bad player, especially when your manager is someone who is as who has the personality of Jose Mourinho. It's you could be frozen out of the team for like not tying your shoes. Like no one really knows. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's not it's not a bad move at all if it happens. I think that there's other clubs interested, and so come down to does Danny Rose think loading himself to Newcastle is a good move? Yeah, there was a pretty interesting uh, thing on Sky Sports today about Kevin Nolan, former Newcastle player. Mm-hmm. He said that it would be fantastic if Danny Rose came to Newcastle. He said a couple things. Obviously, we lost Willems, so we need we need him. Uh, but given his situation at Spurs, this isn't looking good for him for the European Championships this summer. That was a good point to make. Yeah, that if he wants to make England, he needs to play, uh, or else somebody's going to take his spot. And he and being a former Newcastle player, he knows Newcastle and said it would be fantastic for him. Uh, said that it's going to be better for his future. So and it and it's great for Newcastle to have that player replacement. We wouldn't drop, I don't think, at all, going from Willems to Rose. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you definitely get a different bit of player. Like, I mean, I don't know if Danny Rose is gonna do the stepovers and and try to yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. from ridiculous angles like Jetro did. But I mean, you're still getting an attacking fullback that's gonna be able to deliver good crosses. Now, yep. Is is him moving to Newcastle actually a good move for him? I don't know. Northeast bias. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, any any have you heard anything on strikers? Uh, I mean, I, I've, the really latest I've heard is Jared Bowen. They're still looking to try to make a deal um, happen with him. Um, that's the closest I think we'll get to a striker. I mean, there was um, I want to say Emmanuel Adebayor was another person we were linked to. who's like thirty five right now, so I don't really know. That that was just a, out of the blue. Um, but, what about Andrea Bellotti in Torino? Oh God! I mean, that would be great. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, you put it great when you said if Newcastle had spent the forty million pounds they spent on Joel Linton, then yeah, maybe Bellotti would have happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, it may, it may have been like forty-five to fifty. Yeah, but still, I mean. That, let's be honest. They didn't spend. They spent forty mil on Jolinton, but really they spent ten because they used the thirty from Perez. And then I, honestly, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if it's forty million pounds. I think it's twenty five million pounds with up to forty million in like bonuses or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, then that, they didn't spend any money. That's on that. It. I mean, that's so that's they could have really gotten Bellotti in the grand scheme. I mean, of that's the thing is like I I I mean I think the forty million pound. Price is something that was leaked to the press, but like Miggy, where like Miggy's thing is like sixteen million pounds, really, with like the the potential to rise to twenty one million pounds or something ridiculous like that. Like there's there, I just think it's an, there's a lot of bonuses, um, which yeah. is probably why Joel Linton wanted to play as a center forward and score a bunch of goals. But that's that's not the point. Um, I, the other thing with Jared Bowen is, um, I think one thing we did mention earlier when we were first talking about him is that his contract runs out at the end of the season. So Hull are trying to um, negotiate an extension right now, essentially so that 
regardless of what happens, um, they have control over his future, um, which is a good move by them. It doesn't mean Newcastle's out of the running, but it does mean that Hull potentially could be holding out until the summer um, to do business, um, with, uh, to do some business concerning Jared. Um, but you know, that's those are the only two things that could potentially happen. I envision us doing one more emergency pod this week, and that's it. That's my bold prediction for transfer. Yeah, if we can get Bowen and Rose, that's we've had a pretty successful. That's probably our best January transfer. That's the best one window. since the Shelby uh, yeah. Townsend one. Then yes, that would easily be the or that yeah that'd be the best one since that one <laughs> for sure. Um, the what happened after not that great, but certainly yeah. <laughs> Shout out to John Joe Shelby. I, I think he's alive still, but we, we, no one knows. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, so next thing is Nabil Bentaleb wants to play at Newcastle United for the rest of his life. Okay. Really bold statement to make considering like the team, the Newcastle didn't pass on the ball. So, <laughs> so um, but hey, I'm for it at 8.25 million pounds. I give me that 100%. Like that's that's great. I mean, we spent more on worse players, so we're looking yeah. at you Jacob Murphy. Yeah, he said that uh, he kind of went on to say Schalke was tough. Uh just every player wants to play and going from playing all the time to not playing at all is certainly an issue for him and he really loved his time in the Premier League, and he thinks that he would fit right in at Newcastle, and he can't wait to to make that happen. So, really cool. The other player is Valentino Lazaro. He is very happy to be in Newcastle, but he wasn't so adamant about a permanent signing. Now, says his agent. Yes. His agent said... Valentino is happy to play in the Premier League and to be able to improve himself and his qualities in the English League. Will he return to Milan in June was the next question. He said the player's first choice is to go back to Inter. So that's going to change, though, because he's going to see the bridges. I mean, yeah. Also, I remember Miguel Amaron's agent also said, like, yes, Newcastle are interested, but, like, he said that they were like looking elsewhere. I mean, agents should just say stuff because they're agents. They're well, not. so Newcastle did beat, and I, I'm I believe this did beat a lot of clubs for Lazaro's signature. Oh, I think so one, too. One being RB Leipzig, the leaders in the Bundesliga. So <laughs> he and he said the reason why he wanted to come here is because of the Premier League. Yeah, that's the so thing. Is it's you still can the make Premier that League happen permanently, bro? Yeah, I I don't believe his agent at all. Um, yeah. Oh, but they also have to say certain things. Yeah. Also, uh, I will say this: there's another player who wants to sign from Newcastle permanently. Maddie Longstaff. Well, Jetro Willems was where I was going. Mm, it's yes. it's it does look more. He's been very vocal. He's about been that. very very vocal. I, I feel like we haven't really mentioned it, but it's just it, you know earmark it. I guess. I mean, he basically <laughs> is like essentially. I mean, maybe someone told him in confidence. Maybe Bruce told him in confidence, like, hey, you have a spot here next year. Or maybe a fee's already been paid. And, like, he's back in Frankfurt because technically that's what happens when the loan expires. You're supposed to go back to the club. Like, I don't I don't know. But he seems very, like, confident that he will be a Newcastle player next season. So, 
Um, and uh, he has all reason to be. He was he was good <laughs> for Newcastle. He maybe had two bad matches. So, yeah. Let's talk about the next thing then. Okay, what is that? You good? Yeah. Kellen Watts. Oh, Kellen Watts, my boy. Oh, Kelly Kell. Uh, he was announced that he's going on a loan spell six months to Mansfield Town. He was at Stevenage. So Mansfield's in League Two. Stevenage, he was at a loan spell earlier this year, the first six months, who's at the bottom of League Two. Uh, he played, he made 20 appearances, and he had a really good loan spell for Stevenage. Just, they just don't know how to score. Uh, but he had a pretty good job. He did a pretty good job. There's times where actually he's a center back, and they just threw him in the midfield, and uh, they were like, "Please help." Uh, but he already made his debut. He played today, Tuesday. Uh, they lost three to one. He played full ninety minutes for Mansfield Town. So congrats to Kellen for getting that all done. So I, this is kind of an odd one. Like, like I would have loved to see him. Like them the see Shola give him a challenge. Uh, like, if you know he's doing well in League 2, why send him back to a bottom-dwelling League 2 side? I just just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but that's what happened. I, I hold the belief that he was offered to League 1 sides and there were no takers, so this was a last yeah. ditch. I mean... Yeah, and it's hard to break into a... to a... a like a side that's doing very well, but I would love to see like a top 10, like 8th place in League 2. Yeah. Um, it's also tough when it's like you, you have to, it's it's a tough sell to be like, especially with the defender, to be like, hey like this guy's really good and they're like, well he's on the worst team he's he's a good player on the worst team in the league, yeah. and they like they give up goals, so it's like, it's hard it's, it's really hard to make that pitch for a defender, yep. just in general. I mean, it's easier when it's like you have a striker that's, oh, he's got 30 goals a season, and his team's in last place. It's like, well, you know, 30 goals is a lot of goals, so people will take that. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing, or I guess the last thing that we'll talk about is my man Hayden Van Arf. Oh. He found a club. He did. So it had an eight-month absence. And he had joined. He's joining Real. Oh, Viadoid. 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 Oh yeah, the L's double L's are silent. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the remainder of the season, so it's alone. Uh, I think. Wait, is he alone? <laughs> or is he permanent? Is he still a PSC? I, um, I I don't think he or Rene or no. I, no, he he left Rene in the summer, so it's a they signed him on a free. Oh yeah, yeah. So they that's because we, you always said like we, we would like we should sign Ben Arfa because it was yeah. on a free. So, um, yeah. uh, he turns thirty three in March, uh, and he's playing in for Real Valladolid. Yeah, whatever it's called. Who is partially owned by the legendary Ronaldo, the Brazilian one. Oh, so it's gonna go well. It's it, like talk about two big personalities. <laughs> also, just how much weed do you think Hatem Ben Ben Arfa smokes? A ton, probably. You think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, just, that, it, this is based on literally nothing. I'm just saying this. So just his, you know, when he smiles, droopy eyes. He just looks like he he <laughs> smokes weed. And also, like, what were you doing for six months? 
Like, yeah, true. <laughs> eight months. Yeah, but, really. Um, eight months, I, and you're rich. Like, what else are you gonna do? Hayden Benarfa in La Liga doesn't suck though. Oh, hey, hey that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's they the- only have four wins this year, but probably they might have a few more. Well, we'll see. So, I'm happy for them. Okay. And do you have anything else that you want to say, Elijah, before uh, we head no. to questions? we can uh, head over to questions. Okay. Well, we are going to answer your wonderful questions. And we're going to do that right after this break. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, gents, ladies, your questions. We have answers, kind of. You guys have some good questions here, so congrats. Um, the first question that we have is from Toon Army Portland. On a scale of zero to never, oh, sorry, on a scale of zero to never going to happen, What's the likelihood this current takeover rumor actually comes to fruition? The, Elijah? the scale is zero to likely never going to happen? Yeah, so it, it doesn't seem like zero is the best chance. Yeah, that, that say, well, then I'm going to go like negative three. Okay. Which is still not a lot, but it's better than zero on yeah, this yeah, scale. That's, that's fair. Uh my scale is hmm, Sunderland not playing in League One next year. You know what's wild is I don't think Sunderland will get promoted. They're they're not no. Like it's I mean, one. I guess there's still time. I mean, there's still time, but it's like I just I don't think that they're they're just not good. Like I don't. Well, it's no, weird. They're definitely not good. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I felt the need to say that. Yeah. They're in, I'm checking now, they're in seventh. Yeah. Out of a playoff spot. Correct. Man, I hope we get them in like the FL Cup next year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not because we don't so do well against League One question. sides. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We have Mr. Sear Worldwide. At yo underscore ho underscore no underscore mo. Which NUFC player do you guys think would strive in another sport? And what sport would that be? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. There's, there's actually a few. Um, I think Miguel Amaron would be a really good, like, short distance runner. Like a mile. Because, like, okay. I think... Because he he's 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 one he's fast, but he also has like a really like absurd amount of stamina. Because he sprints like a like the majority of the match, so I would imagine that like he could run at a really fast pace for a, a, a distance, and I'm sure he goes he runs over a mile in each match. So that'd be my number one. I've got some other ones in, in my back pocket though. I got. Jamal sells in rugby. Okay, that's that's a that's a good one. I was going to say Jamal sells a shot put as well. Nah, have you seen those shot put dudes? They're like four times bigger than Lascelles. Yeah, but I think it's mid-section. more just intimidation. Could be. 
I have. I think Matt Ritchie. Would uh, be good Maddie Longstaff in in chess. Oh, Matt Ritchie at karate. Or UFC. Yeah, either one. both of them. <laughs> he trained in karate, but a UFC fighter. Because you know uh, you Christian have to. Christian Atsu in horseshoes, because you don't have to hit the target to get points. <laughs> Way! That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any others? I don't know. I mean, who do you think is the most. Like all around athletic. I don't mean athletic as fast. Yeah. Just who do you think is the best athlete on the team? You know what? It, this is a weird one. Oh, uh, my dog says. Oh, oh, she said Rob Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one that's weird. It's like, hear me out here. I think Federico Fernandez might actually be one of the most athletic players in Newcastle. This is Could why. I've I don't know how he ends up at like at, at you know up so far up the pitch, but he just appears there. And he obviously he jumps well as a center back. He's he's pretty strong, and I'm assuming that he has to be somewhat pretty quick because he's always going forward and he, he seems to get back in time, so I don't know. I feel like he might be. But, I mean, realistically, Jamal LaSalle's probably. Yeah, I, I think LaSalle's. And then you have to give a shout-out to St. Gucci. Yeah. Because he's in pretty good shape. No, Jetro Williams, uh, actually, I think would would, would be the yeah. best. I mean, like he's easily one of the strongest fullbacks. He's like built like Traore, essentially. So, in the decathlon, who wins? Um... I'm going to so I'm going to go I'm going to go with a healthy Jetro because I think he has better stamina than Jamal and Alan St. Maxman. Our, uh, one other thing I, I want to bring to the, the, the wow the decathlon. I think the player that probably wins this or comes really close is Yedlin. Why? Well, it's a hundred meter dash. He's really fast. Yeah, that's true. It's a running long broad jump. Also, really good at that. As well. He could probably be really good shot put. Yeah. He's not going to do well. Yeah, in comparison, the other is high jump. Yeah, he has ups. Then it's a four hundred meter run. Pretty good chance of that. One hundred ten meter hurdles. Pretty good chance I'm, of that. I'm still going with Jetro. Yeah, but it's it's average finish, and he's going to compete in all but one so far. And then the discus throw. Probably not. Pole vault, javelin throw, and a fifteen hundred meter run. So I would still go Jetro uh, because Jetro is is also fast and like sure Jetro will get second in all the sprinting stuff, but he's yeah, got but the stamina he can, and he's he's going to do yeah. well in the strength events. I would love to see a televised Newcastle United decathlon. Yeah. Also, I just think it's hilarious when when soccer players play like other sports like that there's like there was a video i want to say it was like psg or maybe it was some big team it was either psg or no it was, it was actually no it was it was leverkusen posted uh a video shout out to them shout out to kai havertz who would actually be like one of the players i would sign if someone took over newcastle because he is a beast um 
they put out a video of them throwing an American football around, and it was like one of the saddest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, like they were like like throwing it with two hands, like miss drop. The union and, just, <laughs> just the union just did that when they signed Oravacek. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big American football fan and is a big Eagles fan now. Oh, uh, he said he just watched the NFL, but ever since he got linked to the union, he actually went to the Eagles playoff game before even they signed they announced the signing and they posted the same video pretty much of him throwing a football he cannot throw a football it's so funny like <laughs> i mean and it's weird because it's like it like no one else in the world has a reason to know how to throw a football yeah, yeah but like yeah. everyone in america can throw a football like man woman boy girl everyone can throw a football in america yeah it's wild <laughs> i mean i'm sure funny. but everywhere else people can juggle and like there's no way anyone in America. No, <laughs> definitely. Our not. college players, according to uh, who is that who said there was some Fox soccer analyst that said our college players can't juggle like that or something like that. I don't know. Uh, probably, I, unfortunately. Yeah, that's why they don't get drafted. Yeah, uh, alrighty. So, Elijah, do you have anything else you'd like to close out with? Um, I would like to to if if the people from the Masa Israel team are listening to this podcast, which I don't think they are. Please stop emailing me. I am not Jewish. I don't want to go on a birthright trip. All right. All right. So clearing up the air there. Moving forward, uh, obviously, if there's any updates, whether it's a new signing or transfer updates that's very pertinent or, or something takeover. happened. Uh, yeah. I said transfer update or a transfer update. Man. Yeah. What, my mind is going nuts. Yeah. Or a takeover. Uh, we're going to be updating you. We're going to give you a live podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Um, go back to the beginning of the podcast so I don't have to repeat myself on that. And we'll we'll just keep you up to date with anything that happens. You will get an emergency podcast, but only if something is actually announced. Yeah, and we'll see so, you Friday, though, regardless. Yeah, and that was my next thing yeah. is our next show will be in your ears on Friday morning. And we're going to be previewing our mes- next match. So get to listen in for that. Well, Norwich rematch. Oh, yeah. And they suck Hopefully now. Hopefully Pookie so. doesn't play. Yeah. Uh, so that concludes it. Episode 116 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. That's the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. And the best song in the world, Coming Home, Newcastle. Away the lights. Love kids. To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're body and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I've walked the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river tine. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, Hey, how we I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. 
And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Linda Spawn in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gateshead Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again Brave the dog is in James's park in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll wait for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny Howie. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of your own brownie. 